in an abandoned underground city at the Spanish coast near Malaga, I found a USB stick containing 300 random movies from arthouse to weird, from obscure to notorious. Now, in lockdown, it is time to watch and discuss them all in an international podcast project. Two Turks and a German, two filmmakers and a mystery man. Welcome to Mysterium Pictorum. Hello and welcome to this, our new podcast, Film Club 21. Um... This is episode one, so let's at first get the introduction out of the way. Uh, Nissan, you start. My name is Nissan. I'm 29 years old. I'm an <coughs> artist, <laughs> a starving artist because it's fucking <laughs> Corona right now and I'm going to die soon. No, that's just the, the last one you can cut out. All right. Where can people find you? I'm on Netflix right now. I don't know if I'm on international Netflix, but on German Netflix, Mats gegen Mats is the, I don't know, that's the newest news. Yeah, that's awesome because people have found our movies because of that. That's true. That's cool, actually. I shouldn't be nice. that uh, whiny. Yeah, you shouldn't be. <laughs> Jaren, who are you? I'm Jaren. I'm recently 33. Uh, I like movies and I don't like the name of this Film Club 21 podcast. I think we should come up with something better. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm Lars. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker and, and an actor and musician from Hamburg, Germany. Um, and uh, yeah, um, you, can, um, you can find me on Instagram, but, but more about that later. Uh, let's jump right in. Um, I will, I will, I will take uh, some time now to explain what this podcast is. So, a while ago, like uh, two, two or three years ago, uh, Nissan and I uh, lived in Spain for a year. There was no particular reason for that. We just got sick of Germany, where we currently live. Um, so we decided uh, let, let let's move to Spain without thinking about it too much. And uh, we we originally we had we had an apartment in. Barcelona, um, but but that fell through because that it, it, it was actually an internet scam, not an apartment. Um, and then we, we just sort of traveled to Malaga, where we were looking for apartments, and we found one close to Malaga, right at the beach, in a small village that, as we later should find out, was um, was was only populated by German tourists. So we um, we went from <laughs> Germany to slightly sunnier Germany. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we lived there, but we didn't have jobs there or could speak Spanish. So we, uh, did have to work, um, in Germany, um, by which I mean, Nissan had to work in Germany. Uh, I was sitting around there writing, uh, scripts for the next projects we, 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 we did. And Nissan, uh, was playing theater in Berlin. Uh, so she had to rehearse and, and, and act, uh, for three months, um, and during these three months, I would sit uh, around in um, in the in the flat in in Spain. So I was in 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 isolation. You 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 could say, um, like like everyone is now. So I did it before it was cool. I'm a hipster. Even in <laughs> you trained for this. Um, I I became quite pathetic there. 
um, I befriended a couple of street cats and wrote <laughs> songs about them. And uh, I wandered the streets of this of this village. Uh, it's called Torox. Um, and I found, actually, I found uh, right at the beach, I found a tunnel. Uh, like, like at the beach, there were all these beach stores for tourists. And then there was there was sort of a tunnel that went into an underground part of the city, which I found really weird. Um, and 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 someday I, I decided to start to explore this part. Um, in there, there were like uh, abandoned shops, which clearly had been abandoned for years already. Like it it it, it all looked like no, nobody had had even been there anymore since since the since the nineties. Uh, all these punk shops. There were like horror film posters, very old ones. Uh, there, 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 there was there was like. Um, Graffiti, like the usual punk anarchy style graffiti stuff. There was one black metal bar that I didn't go into because it looked really lame. They only had like a um, uh, w w what do you call it? like a billiard table, and we're playing that. And I thought I don't I don't really have to um, play billiard with black. And metal only hats. one guy with a <laughs> leather jacket. <laughs> I mean, I remember uh, those uh, death bars and stuff. It, it just. Now it, it looks like everywhere else. Yeah, right, right, right. Think about it. So, so, so Torox was ahead of its time. Like, uh, yeah, looked looked like um, world on lockdown. Um, and and it was it was really vast. Like like you you couldn't see it from the outside. And this, I, I really have to stress the, the 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 difference between the the village with which was all like yellow, orangey, sand, papery colored. Uh, there was this uh, clean beach and and all these um, tourist families, and then there was this this literal underbelly, like this underground uh, compartment, which was not at all shiny and bright. It was really dark and gray and run down and abandoned and kind of creepy. Um, and and uh, yeah, I I went to explore it and there really wasn't anything interesting to find there i i think had i been there in the 90s it would have been fascinating but it was the next dead end in my in my endless boredom until i did stumble across something and that was an uh, that, that that was a usb stick uh like a large one uh, i think i think half a half a terabyte uh, so it can't have been old like a new thing and on it were like about 300 films um, artsy ones, weird ones. Some films I had heard of or seen before, but 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 many I hadn't. Um, and I I, al I always had planned to to go ahead and watch all these films, um, but I haven't so far because I, I I don't know. Nissan came back and then we plunged right into the next film project we had. We made the film Performaniacs available on Amazon Prime right now. So uh, go on there, watch it. It's a horror film. Um, <laughs> Shameless self promotion. Yeah, no, but uh, I, I still have this uh, USB stick lying around. Um, so also, you can watch our other movies, Leo Must Die and Berkisons on Amazon Prime. Yes, you can do that. Um, yeah, but, but but then we decided uh, it's 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 the year 2021. Um, I just read we're gonna be probably in 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 lockdowns until well after 2022. So we do have time to watch 300 weird uh, art house movies. Um, and and uh, because uh, the other thing you you should do during those these lockdown times is um, have online contact with uh, awesome people. Uh, we uh, did get in, in in touch with um, with our friend tomorrow, 
That's right, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, to to discuss <laughs> these movies that. with. Yeah, I, I, my, 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 my Turkish is flawless. <laughs> so that's that's what this podcast is. It's it's a film club in the year 2021. That's that's why it's called Film Club 21. I don't know why do you don't find this name awesome. Doesn't it doesn't it sound intriguing? The story is great. You can just find a compelling title that goes with this story as well. Yeah, maybe you have to put also like the Spain story, but it's a really long story. I don't know how we could put it in, in the title. It's a very long title. Movies know. from a USB stick I found in an underground city below a tourist town in Spain. No, no, no. Think, think simple, like movies from behind the Iron Curtain or some shit like well, that. Well, that, that, oh, with that, we are uh, actually at the topic of the week. Movies from beyond the Iron Curtain. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> See, it fits too. <laughs> okay, uh, I've, I've, I've talked a lot. You guys, uh, tell our dear listeners, uh, what was the movie of the week? Oh, wait. Uh, it was something about the color of the pomegranates, right? Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly... <laughs> you sound so sure. The color of pomeg pomegranates. I, I can't pronounce pomegranates. Pomegranates. It's pomegranates. 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 Granatapfel. Yeah, granatapfel. Nash in Turkish. What, what's this this movie's title in Turkish? Is there a Turkish title or is it just forbidden? I think the original title is the name of the uh, poet. Yes, yes uh, they changed it in the Soviet Union because uh, mm -hmm. because the movie is too abstract. And they thought it would be misleading. Um, have any of you guys heard of this movie before? Jan, had you heard of this before? I've heard of the uh, director, not this movie particularly. I, but I just know the name. Um, like a good flag bearer of the Soviet cinema. But that's pretty much it. I'm not sure if I've seen any other of his movies as well. Uh, I never heard of this movie either, and uh, it was actually the first Armenian movie I've ever much watched. Yeah, I think me too. Uh, yeah, Soviet cinema. I always just know um, Tarkovsky, and then and then that's pretty much it. Then I know some post-Soviet stuff, but but um, I really want to get into Soviet cinema more. I, I can send you some stuff. I can't name any names right now, but. I did exactly what you were describing throughout the first half of the quarantine, watching a bunch of movies and forcing myself to watch movies that I would never watch. So I came across some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so have we come across a good one this time? This, I don't know. I don't want to, it's usually not a good idea to start with me on these because I'm always critical anyway. And this is a hard movie to really fall into it. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's a movie to to I I I think uh, to look at rather than watch. Yes, I interpreted it as a silent movie all the time. Even even if there were some moments when they were talking, for me it was a silent movie. Sure. I mean, the soundtrack is also great, by the way. I really like the songs and how they fit with the whole atmosphere plus. The settings, like this torn down village and all those torn down uh, orthodox figures, it felt really nice. I really liked the images too, but they were 
moving very slow. At 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 some points, I was I was thinking, just imagine these images to go along with a story of some kind. But um, yeah, that's that's the next point. The story, <laughs> guys. Who wants? Yeah, to no, I, I'm sure there is one. The color of pomegranates. I think there was a story. I think I don't know. Um, I think I just didn't understand it because. Um, I I think I didn't understand the the Armenian culture symbols. I also didn't understand the Christian culture symbols. I'm I just uh, yeah I'm really ignorant. You understood some Christian stuff, Lars. Uh, I I vaguely, but uh, mainly this is a movie about um, about an Armenian musician. Is any of us pre prepared and 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 knows the name? No. <laughs> Sayat Noah. Oh yeah, Yarnus. Sayat what? <laughs> Noah. N Nova, like the Marvel comic. Yep. Really? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, he was a cool guy. This is about ahead of his time. a space traveling kid. <laughs> it, I wish it would have been. Uh, so it's about this <laughs> this singer and poet. Like um, there, 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 there's another word I I um I forgot. Like um, an Armenian Halkozone. bard. What? Halkozone in Turkish. Ah, so that's that's the word. <laughs> so, so so like he, he's sort of a bard and he's um, uh, singing songs and reciting mm. poems to the music of his lute. Have I understood that right? I think that's so. That's kemanche, not lute. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, the, I'm the one from Germany here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> can be... Um, I have reasons to be ignorant uh, about about Armenian culture. Um, I, I don't know anything about it, actually. I was surprised to see that they're Christian. And I was very surprised to see their brand of Christianity. But let's discuss that further on. So it's about his life, and it's, um, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's told in chapters. Um, and, and that's the only kind of orientation I had. Because it told us this is his childhood, mm -hmm. and then we saw his hands being crushed by books and and um, him seeing some religious uh, images, and then a bathhouse, and then he was looking at boobs. Um, then it said <laughs> this is his youth, and in his youth he was sitting across some lady, and they were looking at each other, and he was he was I think he was tuning his not lute but Turkish instrument. Yeah, Armenian instrument thingy? Um, I, I, I would call it Armenian at the setting. I don't know. What's the word Kemanche. again? Ke what? Kemanche. 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 Yeah. Okay, so he was uh, tuning his Kemanche. Um, then, then he went to a monastery uh, where it started off with uh, monks eating pomegranates in a really sexual way. Nissan said it's a blowjob reference. I think it's a cunnilingus reference. Jaren, where do you fall on the spectrum? <laughs> I was just peeved off of how they chose to eat those beautiful pomegranates. Really weird, so, right? <laughs> I mean, you, that's not how you eat pomegranates. <laughs> and that's in my notes I wrote down. That's not how you eat them. pomegranates. And then sort of slurping. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to make sense of like counting those monks, I guess, like the number maybe tells you something and whatnot, but I, I have no idea. One of those points that I would want to know more about the Armenian culture and the yeah. following stuff. <laughs> the, 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 the monks um, 
ate their sex pomegranates. It was clearly something sexual. Uh, I mean, this director had to go to uh, like work camp uh, for four years because he was bisexual um, and they, they didn't like his subversive um, politics. So I guess all the subtext I am interpreting uh, into it is, is actually there. Um, then the monks made wine by stomping grapes. Uh, and then, then there was a funeral. And at this funeral, at, like this is my interpretation, he did have a, a nunny foursome. There were three nuns who had sex with him at the funeral. Did you uh, guys see the same thing? I'm not sure if it was your interpretation or, or your fantasy, Lars. But no, Jan, what do you say? He did have a foursome with three nuns, yeah. right? On, on those carpets. I mean, it's always sexual when it comes to nuns <laughs> and grieving people because he had lost his wife, right? Now, that's yeah, but, the end. but they. At the funeral. I only saw, like, um, I don't know, like sexual tension between him and some nuns. But where was the wife? Who was the wife? I, I just missed it. No, the, the, the wife came... It doesn't matter. The, the wife came it after the matter. foursome. So, so, so this is... This there is, is no foursome, Lars! This is what happens. I have to... Uh, he, here's a disclaimer. This, this movie is uh, it's like a stream, random stream of consciousness of, of uh, really uh, amazing images that, looks like, uh, per, uh, that, that look like Persian miniatures. Um, but I think uh, what happened, and this is the definite truth, is some old man in the monastery died... Uh, they buried him. Uh, bur buried him in sheep. They had tons of sheep that they that they buried uh, buried mm. the, the the dead guy under. Um, then three nuns came up to him. Uh, they brought carpets that they had rubbed over the grave, and then they had sex with him on these carpets. Um, clearly. No, I thought it was the funeral of his wife. No, no, no. That was later because because oh, then okay. after after the nanny foursome, there was another nun. <laughs> she was wearing white. And and uh, he kind of fell in love with her, but then she died. But I completely m missed that. You even, I mean, you even fell asleep. How, how did you catch the wife? I fell asleep after that because after the romance, it got it got it got kind of boring. I was really invested in the romance. Um, in the romance <laughs> or in the nanny foursome? I was very invested in the nanny foursome. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. Apparently, the guy was also a monk. Yeah. For the longest time. So who else are you going to hook up with in a monastery? Exactly. That's that's what I said. Um, so yeah, then 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 uh, he had a wife. His wife was dead. Then he was dancing around her grave, and then himself, as a little kid, came flying from from heaven and was uh, was announced as the angel of death. And uh, then I fell asleep. What happened after that? <laughs> um, well, he, he him as as a child was. Um, like hanging from the I don't know how do you ceiling? Yeah, yeah, the angel and, of death. And I walk, uh, uh, I I walk you up. Oh, at that point. During that. Okay, Yaron, do you remember the ending? I watched it last night and I already forgot the ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and then he like tries to reach his childhood at the last moments of his life, but fails to do so, and then sees for some reason a. What do you call that? Like a stone working guy that fixes the wall or something, huh. which yeah. tells him to die. And then, I mean, that's the, him leaving his body, but I don't know the significance. Why is it like 
really important in the Armenian culture, the stone working and like people carrying testy. I I have no idea. Uh, we were And then he dies, everybody dances, gives him a farewell. Everybody dances a lot in this. Yes. We were we, we clearly weren't very well equipped to <laughs> watch this movie. No, um, no, no. I mean, I have, I have so many questions. I wrote them down. It's just, I have to find an Armenian person and <laughs> ask yeah. me. Uh, the same. Ask your questions. Maybe, maybe an Armenian person listens to this and can answer you. Well, like, for example, why do they have only white roses on the first half of the movie? which as far as I know, I might be mistaken is, is like sign of death in Turkish culture. You never hand out white roses. It like, it's like a, um, what do you call it? Something you would get, take to a funeral house kind of, um, I mean, why did they have them so heavily at the first self when it clearly talked about his childhood and, you know, teenage or first adulthood years but that was confusing to me maybe his parents died and, uh, i also remember maybe, now, no but i mean we saw his parents for the longest time yeah and we mm. saw them at the end too and they were making with cottons um, blankets now i remember that scene too. oh those were his parents yes i i think so right because it was yeah, his yeah. childhood again and they were making cotton uh, blankets out of cottons Okay. Why? I mean, that part might have been like a flashback, but at the at that point of it, we saw them a bunch, like almost through the half of the movie, I think. What else? So I, I read up on <clears throat> some parts of his life, and some things kind of made sense to me, but I really was confused also in the scene where a woman comes in covers a like a tiny stone I don't know cemetery type of thing with a black sheet that has writings on it I it might have been Georgian or Armenian alphabet but it looked to me as if it was Arabic and then they recite one of his poems in three different languages like I, I think one or two moments of the whole movie where you hear yeah. Azerbaijani Turkish for the first time. Yeah. So that, I have no idea what it signified. And I don't know the English word for this. What's the deal with all those semas and the guys with those long hats? He, he was wearing one at one point, right? Uh, you mean like these priest kind of uh, hats no 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 the 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 uh, ottoman looking hats ah yeah like like a fez but longer yeah i i don't know but um some significance to that when we watched the the, mm -hmm. the second part his youth when he was uh, sitting across that lady nissan kept saying those are two ladies that's not a male actor mm -hmm. the, the the eyebrows are plucked and nissan's mom mm -hmm. was watching it with us um, and we both were saying, no, no, that's, 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 that's the guy, that's him, that's who we're watching a movie about. Um, and, 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 and we were kind of, um, we, we, we were defining him, we were reading him as a man because of the, the pointy hat thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, so it was needed to to read him as a man because I uh, actually did read that that was not uh, a male actor. That was an actor. So I was right. Yes, the plucked eyebrows <laughs> gave it away. That's I the defining it. feature. Uh, that's how you that's how you tell a man from a woman. No, but I also read there's this legendary, I don't know, I guess Georgian actor woman at the time that has like five or six roles in the movie. Just change. So ah. it might be her. Like Tilda Swinton in the Suspiria 2018 remake. Yeah. Huh. Or Eddie Murphy in the Fat House. Right. Home. Right. <laughs> to appeal to every single audience. <laughs> Two sides of the spectrum. Um, you said you read up on the guy. Can you tell us about him and shed some light on what we saw in this movie? Um, so as I said, he's this famous poet, bard, from, who was born in Georgia, but a Georgian-Armenian. Uh, I think he lived in Tbilisi. And they think he wrote like thousands of songs and most of the anonymous folk songs from those regions, I assume also in uh, Anatolia and the Turkish side as well, come originally from him. And he writes in Georgian, Armenian and uh, Azerbaijani Turkic. We actually didn't see him make music once, right? Uh, I thought like the music we were... Uh, which was in the movie was probably his music. I just assumed. Yeah, I guess. Because apparently there's like one or two sheets of written music left from his time. So it's all from whatever stuck within the people. So anyway, he writes in three languages and this made me think of a... I again can't remember the name, but I saw another Armenian movie and the main soundtrack of the movie was uh, Sargelin. Yes, yes. Uh, me and my mom um, told you, <laughs> Sargelin, that that's a classic. Uh, you remember? Mm -mm. <laughs> what? A classic so what? It, it's a really famous a folk, folk song in Turkey as well, but I always thought it was Turkish. Ah. Up until that I saw that movie that it was yeah, originally Armenian. So you guys culturally appropriated something of this poet? I assume so and I again assume many many more that we just don't realize it yet. This film felt a lot to me like um, like it was based on uh, a poetry in like in, 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 in the way that maybe uh, somebody took a poem uh, as the basis uh, for art for pictures, drawn, painted pictures, and then somebody just took all these pictures and, and filmed them. Like, uh, I mean, it's very 60s in that sense. Uh, and that's also surprising, like being in the Soviet Union and following the same trend of movie making as in Europe. I've read Tarkovsky's uh, diaries, um, and, and, and he's constantly talking about what's going on on the art film circuit worldwide. Mm -hmm. Uh, so apparently they, they, they were kind of connected to everyone. Um, this guy, uh, uh, what, what, what's his name again? I keep forgetting. 
I'm bad with names. Sergey. Sergey. Let's call him Sergey. Um, he was um, like our friend Sergey. Yeah, he's our buddy. Um, he, he he was he was imprisoned for four years. He was uh, originally sentenced uh, for for five years uh, of of labor camp. Um, They, they, they accused him of raping a party member of the Communist Party. Um, like, um, oh. yeah, a man. Like, he was bisexual. And then they said, uh, yeah, he, he, he raped one of our party members. And then all the, uh, all the, all the artists worldwide. I'm distracted. A dove just uh, landed on our balcony. Oh, I, have to, oh, I have to take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so there, there, there's a storm outside and it's probably um, seeking shelter. Um, No, so 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 he was imprisoned, and uh, they only let him go uh, after four years because uh, some French artists uh, protested and said he he had to be released. So, uh, contrary to my beliefs, and this is mainly from the Tarkovsky Diaries, uh, apparently these Soviet filmmakers were incredibly connected and had uh, access to all the all the film stuff that was going on on Plus. They did have some kind of artistic freedom. Like they all made these very, very, very artsy movies, completely uncommercial. Um, many of them pretty, um, many of them pretty, pretty uh, provocative even. I mean, this, this uh, movie did suffer some censorship. Like they've cut out five minutes because they were too religious. Apparently that's all I could find out about it. But yeah, uh, weird how how apparently they were part of the international scene and um, did know about the trends. But um, maybe it's the dead scene that they cut out. Because I also I don't know I read this from Wikipedia, but apparently he was executed when some shah from Iran invaded uh, wherever his monastery was at the time. And then they try to force him to convert to Islam and he refuses and then gets executed. So that that's the most religious part I read about his life. But it was a short article. Yeah, that's that that, that sounds probable. Um I also noticed that when they slaughtered the um the goats, uh they they always cut away when the when the when they actually cut the throats, like they, they showed them uh, have the goats lie down, uh, put the knives on their on their throats, and then they cut, and then they showed them cut open the goats. I thought maybe maybe there were some edits. I was closing my eyes during that scenes, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I try not to watch those as well. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So last so were the only animals, one. So many animals. Yeah, we are we are city people. We can't watch those stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, me me as a village boy, I was slaughtering my own goats when I was seven. That was that was what we did in school. Like, what did you guys eat? Didn't you eat? What did you eat? City. We go to the supermarket and uh, buy them like in in, in package, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> that's fascinating. So I do not have to slaughter that dove. <laughs> and then, but we can't watch uh, when it's done like more ethically, actually, because um, yeah. Uh, okay, then let's get some of that supermarket meat because that dove just escaped me. But I'm at the very end of the movie when he dies. They release five or six chickens. Onto his body, yes. like beheaded chickens. What the hell? <laughs> Plus, there were these burning candles, and they just throw the chickens on those candles. Yeah. 
Yes. And they were suffering. Sure. I mean, they, they killed so many animals. Some of them even like died and they were just filming it. it yeah, yeah. It was mm -hmm. so cruel. And, and uh, we were talking about that yesterday. Uh, animal cruelty in art house movies seldomly gets addressed at all. Like whenever you mention Cannibal Holocaust, people don't say that's a very rapey movie. They say a big <laughs> turtle dies. Uh, when, when there's any form of animal cruelty in horror films, that's a big deal. But um, but in, in art house films, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's art. Like, for example, uh, in A Year with 13 Moons by Fassbinder, that opens with a, with a slaughterhouse scene, with a very ex explicit, real animal cruelty scene. And nobody really bothers. I don't know. I, I can't really watch those. So. I just close my eyes. Where which movie it is, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's people are biased towards horror. There is this movie you can watch on Amazon Prime. It's called Performaniacs, and it's about crazy artsy people. And they always say everything is allowed in art. Oh oh oh! <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, yeah, yeah yeah. Go watch it now. Okay, you've watched it. I'm gonna spoil it uh, because because we did have we did have a mini shitstorm. <laughs> We did have a mini, mini shitstorm, and this shitstorm consists of one Amazon review, but, but, but let's make it bigger than it is, because then it's a better story. Uh, there was a person, like, there, there's a scene in our movie, it's a scene without, without edits, uh, an actress holds a tiny puppy, um, and she talks about death. Uh, she has, like, this genius monologue I wrote. It's, it's amazing, it's touching, it's deep. Um, and in the end of the monologue, she... Did you cry while writing it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting, I was sitting in the library of that very village where I found the USB stick, uh, writing this, crying. People asked me to please get out, please go home, but I, I still wrote. Whatever. Um, so, so she, she, she's, she's saying all these uh, deep and meaning, meaningful things, and in the end, she beheads the puppy. And uh, so she, she holds a real puppy in her hands, and we, we don't cut. We um, shot this only once because we only had one puppy. Um, <laughs> But, uh, uh, and the camera goes from a wide into a close-up on her and when she when she beheads the puppy uh, the puppy isn't seen because yeah actually we did take the puppy away and it was all a trick and we just <laughs> splattered blood in her face from off camera but someone in like the comments magic. someone in the comments didn't understand that and was really upset and it was like warning from this movie it is terrible they kill a puppy <laughs> Did, did you put a disclaimer at the end? I'm not no. sure. Maybe we should. But the, the puppy is an old dog now. I saw him like a year ago. He's fine. <laughs> Post a picture of the puppy as a reply to the comment. Yeah, I don't reply to comics, uh, comments because um, uh, otherwise I wouldn't appear famous. You know, I don't read comments. I'm above this. But like you do well. every day, you Google every day your name. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I forgot to mention. I'm unstalkable right now, so that that's a good thing. I highly recommend it. And and what? Unstalkable. I don't appear on any searches. Really? So I won't get any fans after this. Not at all. Not even on Google. Uh, you have to really search. It's hard. Uh, there, there, there's a book. Uh, it's called "How to Disappear Completely." I think that's that's about how to achieve that. Did you read "How to Disappear Completely"? I think no. it's called "How I, to Disappear Completely and Never Be Found." I was wondering why you don't have Instagram and stuff anymore. Because I can't tag you when we do stuff like that. 
I know. It's much better that way. <laughs> so we have a podcast with a mystery man. <laughs> we should we should give I'll you a like one name. of those old radio show hosts that no one knows the face of. That's amazing. Tries to find. That's kind of cool. That's that's the next mysterious and amazing thing about this this podcast. First, the mysteriously appearing USB stick. Now the mystery man. Nobody knows who who he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dear listeners, you're listening to something really special here, and I hope you've already learned something. All right. Um, so yeah, the 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 uh, the thing about Iran invading is, is is quite interesting, and I wanted to use that as a segue, but then we sort of got distracted and talked about animal cruelty instead. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, uh, growing up, having grown up in a Christian society, I was sort of, uh, I was impressed by the type of Christianity this movie uh, depicts because it's so very different from uh, Western Christianity. It's clearly uh, best described uh, by 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 uh, calling it some sort of archaic Middle Eastern uh, Christianity. Even even Western Christianity at this time was uh, in depictions of it a lot more joyless, a lot less fun. Uh, th this was so culty and so weird and so picturesque. Um, were you at all stricken by that? Um, I think I didn't uh, get that much as you, but, you know, just the feeling, just the atmosphere. I think it has also something to do with that, that you were, uh, you grew up in a, in a Protestant Christian society and uh, ca Catholics are always more culty and uh, dressy, more showy, I thought, I don't know. Yeah, but, 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 but are Armenians uh, Catholic? I thought so, yes. Orthodox. Orthodox. Oh, okay. Yeah, also, Orthodox are also more... Yeah, I know nothing so, about Orthodox. I, I don't know, I just assume. But uh, we also learned yesterday, my mother told us, I think, that the Ar Armenians were the first uh, Christians ever in the society. No, that's Assyrians. No? Did that's I who? Did I misunderstand? Assyrians. Suryanilash. I don't know if they're Assyrians in English. Ah, ah, yeah, no, no, I know, yeah. Okay, so... Hmm. The, the Middle East so, oh was Christian no. first. I mean, Turkey was 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 pretty early being Christian too, right? Like uh, they were they were early on the hype train with Saint Saint Nicholas and. Uh, well, I mean Constantinople and everything, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but Saint Nicholas was from Anatolia, wasn't he? That was like really really early, like before before Islam came. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean before the Ottomans came in, I assume most of the population were Christian. Fascinating. Do, do, do you guys know, like the, the, the I, I just, the, this is random, but I, um, I forgot for what reason, but I just read up on uh, Turkic people. Oh yeah, no, I was listening to a podcast about uh, the Byzantine Empire falling and then they were talking about these Turkic people and they had this god who had a really weird name, one of many. Do you, do you know Göktanrı. what that guy? What? Göktanrı. That his name? That that's like that just means God. Ah no that's no like no 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 they uh, like, sky father. Like early on when they when they came over from China they had they had like several gods and one main god and I forgot whatever it has nothing to do with this movie. I was I'm, just thinking about I, it. It's I'm really ignorant about religion, but I think it's kind of important for um, like storytelling and cool visuals. It's the oldest story ever told. And mythology. I have to learn more about religion. I think. 
Under what circumstances did you watch the movie, Jan? Uh, sorry, it cut off. I can catch the last part. Ha under what circumstances did you watch it? Um, I watched it on my couch. On the laptop? Alone at night. On a TV screen. Uh -huh. And I have to admit, I watched it on... 1.5 speed <laughs> rather than <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean in a clear state of mind just focusing on the movie but it made it hard on itself we we watched it in our like we we, we have like a, a home home theater in our living room right now um Ooh. consisting of a beamer and a, and 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 a wall Uh, and we watched it here with. So you just asked this because you wanted to boast about your home theater? No, 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 no. I, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. But 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 I was thinking when we watched it uh, last night with with Nishan's mom that um, I I don't think I could bear watching this on a laptop. Like I would I would give up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you will also miss so much if you did on a small screen. I don't think it would work that well. Yeah, I think at least on a big one, you, it's watchable because it's in, you know, nicely shot and the scenes are well put. Yeah, this this needs to be experienced on a big screen. Uh, I read that that um, more than a million people watched it in uh, Armenia when it came out, so it was it was sort of a hit. Nice. Armenians seem to be very intellectual. <laughs> Or maybe they just uh, yes uh, maybe I, um, I cut that out but uh, probably they also <laughs> understood so many uh, metaphors and stuff. We had to we all had to watch it with with an Armenian. Mm -hmm. All right. Also, what what does the seashell mean on a boob like, like on the heart? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> The, the, that, that was that was when he was staring at the boobs of a lady in the bath in But the beginning. But also came that, later too. The seashell, yeah, yeah know, happened know, a couple of times. La la later, he held it to to his own breast. So, mm -hmm. so was he? Was this um, like they they did play around with gender roles? And uh, was mm -hmm. was this part of that? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe someone uh, will listen to our podcast who who understood those stuff and could answer us. There's actually a documentary about uh, the director and this movie uh, that is really famous. And of course, again, I haven't written down the title. But there's a documentary which is really famous. And uh, I think it, um, it, it, it does go into decoding everything. And, um, but I haven't watched it because I've just watched the movie yesterday. I mean, uh, yes, it was kind of boring here and then, but it was also... Um, I was inspired by all those visuals and I thought oh, I want to uh, do a, I don't know, music video or something, something shorter <laughs> like that, because I think that was impressing. Yeah, I and think I, I wish I could. I, I think I missed a lot. This reminded me of music videos by The Antwort. Or Lady Gaga. Yeah. And it also, <laughs> it also heavily reminded me of uh, Monty Python sketches. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they did target art house movies specifically all the time, mm -hmm. but I think they, they, they were more after, uh, Bergman. Um, but, but this, this type of movie, uh, it, it's the same thing with, uh, the seventh seal. I adore Bergman, mm. but I cannot take the seventh seal, uh, seriously at all because I've 
watched all this Monty Python stuff and they have just spoiled the fuck out of that movie. Um, <laughs> But I mean, it's nice that you mentioned that. I thought immediately it's a great movie like to project onto a wall on mute during a party. Yeah. Because yeah. it would go really well. the same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we need to we need to steal I mean, some stuff from we, that we for music videos. We can't do parties anymore, but I I, I I had the same thought yesterday. <laughs> yeah, in the distant future, or when you when you like have a digital party on Zoom, oh. uh, everyone. Can <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that was sad. That was sad. Um, mm. Dramatic pause. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I had something I wanted to say now, but I but I forgot because you made me sad with that thing about the parties. Um, so what what year, uh, what period is is the story? You you know that? Yeah, seventeenth century. Okay, so okay. Um, it also the movie reminded me a lot of uh, Zulawski. Do you do you know any uh, films by? I think there's Zulawski films on this on this drive, so I think uh, Zulawski is That's coming good. up. Huh? We'll we'll suffer together. Yeah, um, th th there's an anecdote because because um, I think Zulawski too does the does the living painting thing. I mean that's basically what this movie mm -hmm. is. It's a collection of living paintings, um, but Zulawski yeah. doesn't uh, let the camera stay still because I think he he, he panics. People might get bored. So his cameraman has to run around in the living paintings all the time. It doesn't get more interesting, but it's dizzying to watch. Uh, one, one, one night, uh, back when we lived in, in uh, a backwater in, in a terrible part of Germany, uh, we were living in a, um, in, a, in a shared flat and we had terrible flatmates. Oh, that Jaron knows the story. That was when we, when we mm. escaped to the hotel and I, to, I sent you voicemails like, we are being t terrorized by teenagers. Yes, we were, we were terrorized by, by mentally ill teenagers. So, so one night we escaped to a hotel because they just wouldn't let us sleep. And uh, before we went to the hotel, we went to, to um, the, the film museum in uh, Düsseldorf. Uh, where they showed uh, a Zulowski film and uh, his, his cameraman was actually present um, and talked about the, the filmmaking afterwards. I could sound very intellectual now by just, saying, but, 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 but by just dropping this and pretending I had listened to the camera guy. But no, after the movie, we went away because we were very bored by the movie. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's called on, on the Silver Globe and it's, it's this thing, but on acid oh, and on that's steroids. That's on my list. What? Yeah, 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 that's on my list of... Yeah. Waiting to be washed. Watch it on a big screen or don't watch it at all. It's it's torture. Yeah, no. I tried a couple times so far. It didn't work out. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, it's beautiful torture. Once you've sat through it, um, you're, you're very happy it's over. Um, and you yeah, have Maybe if we find mushrooms. Oh, I wouldn't recommend that. That's that's a horror trip coming <laughs> up. That's that's terrible. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, 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 that's actually another director Maybe from Soviet about, cinema, uh, so I, who, who I love. Really, how you have to watch those movies, like on acid? Maybe I don't know. I never tried it, but may can we say this on the podcast? But maybe we should do it. Maybe Soviet movies were made to be watched on acid. Maybe. Possible. Let's try. Does does any one yeah. of you uh, know a lot about the Soviet Union? Were people on acid a lot? <laughs> They were on vodka a lot. No, oh, yeah, only vodka. I guess. Yeah, but but like that would just make you fall asleep during this. Or puke. Yeah. 
I don't or create those Russian memes online. Yeah, but but but, but does or it does that. does it heighten the experience of a film like this? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't drank vodka for I don't know years. Is there is there nothing? Do 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 they not take any any hallucinogenics? Those Soviets? Probably they do. Maybe mushrooms. Maybe I don't know. Easier to find. The director. Um, we've touched on this. Mm -hmm. We we've touched on him. Uh, so so you've heard his name, but you know nothing. Uh, no, no no other movie by yeah. him. Let me check if I watched anything else, but I feel like I haven't. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched anything by him uh, yet. I've just seen a, a, a short documentary that is on YouTube about him. It's not the famous one I mentioned before, but uh, of this one, I know the title. It is called uh, Parayanov a Requiem. It's from 1994. That's three years after he died of lung cancer. Um, and there's there's parts of earlier movies of his in there, and um, again and again, I'm impressed by uh, these these Soviet directors, Tarkovsky also and Zulowski too. Um, they they created these big images. Like um, first of all, that must have been expensive. Second of all, fucking dangerous. Like people are really in danger in these images yeah, i mean this this last scene with the little kid it it looked like uh and they didn't have green screen and stuff back then it, yeah it looked so real so i think it was real and that's i don't know <laughs> more than that there was a scene in which someone uh fought a lion yeah yeah right there are so many animals all the time yeah yeah there, there, there was a i missed the missed the lion. a lion or a tiger <laughs> like and i'm An Armenian lion, whatever these are actually <laughs> called, <laughs> but it was a, a huge fucking cat, and it was fighting with with some guy just for shits and giggles. It's um, <laughs> really, it looked really dangerous. It looks very unsafe, but it's uh, also very impressive. Well, again, it's the 60s. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no laws yet. Yeah, labor rights or anything. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Interesting, and 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 his his other movies like uh, the ones uh, discussed in the in the documentary. I've only watched the first half of the documentary yet. Uh, look equally impressive. So uh, I do think I'm going to look further into his filmography. Um, and do we have any more of his on the list? I'm not sure. On the USB. I I don't actually know the list by heart because I just I just always open the folder and think this is a shit ton of movies. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, also this one, uh, this movie was apparently made on a very low budget, and I think most of it, uh, most of it is set in one location. Like it's just this uh, abandoned monastery, right? Mm-hmm. And many stuff was like just outside. Yeah. Just the uh, it looked always so big because they they packed uh, he packed it full with full of stuff. Yeah. For example, <laughs> Armenian lions. <laughs> And sheep, <laughs> and sheep, lots of sheep's. But um, I'm just uh, checking his filmography, and he has like uh, some documentaries and some short movies. But like feature movies, he have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, no, eight, nine, ten. He has ten more um, movies. I read he started out closer to uh, Soviet realism. And then he broke with that and, and made these completely artsy movies, of which this one is the second. 
I've also seen a, uh, the, the beginning of a movie about um, about Georgian mythology. So similarly to this movie, uh, sort of paying tribute to Armenian culture, that one attempted to do the same thing for uh, Georgian culture. Interestingly, uh, by the way, um, similar to the the, the, the poet, uh, the Nova poet, the, the space traveling boy this movie is about, um, the, uh, the director was uh, born in Georgia, And then, uh, like, like he was, I think, an Armenian born in Georgia. He went. Uh, he was born in Georgia. Then mm -hmm. he worked in Ukraine. Then he was uh, sent to sent to labor camp in uh, Ukraine. And then he went to Armenia, where he died. So there is similarities between him and the poet. Oh, and yeah. uh, while he was in that in that camp, uh, he he uh, apparently made like he painted 800 pictures and made lots of like figurines and stuff, and they're all exhibited in, I think, his birth village, but I'm not sure. Wow, I also read that some there are I I don't know not that much dialogues uh, in the movie, but the few uh, therein uh, are parts of of um, of poems of the poet. Yeah, I mean that that felt like it too. A bunch of repetitions and you know weird sentences out of nowhere. I think it's a very appropriate way actually uh, to adapt a poem, mm -hmm. doing it like this. Um, mm -hmm. I just think maybe like, like this movie isn't long, thankfully. It's it's seventy minutes, and I think so that's okay. Uh, could have been fifteen minutes, I think. Could have been cut down. Uh, but 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 I think it's a neat way to adapt a poem. I was uh, once considering adapting uh, Paul Celan's poem uh, "Todesfuge." I don't know if you guys know that poem. It's really famous in Germany because it's about Auschwitz, um, and he has all these images. He's evo evoking oh, all I these. I know that. I think. Yeah, it's a great poem. He's yeah. evoking all these images, uh, and 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 like if you if you would just adapt this poem, you wouldn't have to show any of the gruesome stuff you could just evoke his images and i think that would be uh powerful but i think it should only go for about 10 minutes not 70 <laughs> it keeps getting short <laughs> what, what, what what what's the best armenian food i i think it's it's a let me google they, they have nice types of pastries but most of the like homemade meal dishes are like heavily meat based so i don't really like those do they not ha have their own kind of uh, pilaf well probably but uh, mm, uh, yeah probably. what i know is uh, i just remember uh, uh, my parents have a friend she's armenian and um, i don't know what's sarma gefüllte weinblätter in english Like every Mediterranean, they have um, stuffed wine leaves. Stuffed wine leaves, Sorry, and yeah. uh, I mm -hmm. I make them. And she told me the Armenian way is to put more uh, lots of onions in it, more onions than rice, how t Turks would do. So that's one thing I know I remembered. <laughs> so Armenians are culty Christians who appreciate foursomes with nuns and onions. That's what we know. And meat. And meat. Sounds fair enough. And apparently wine. Yeah, they have good wine. They have like sweet wine stuff. But they do not know how to eat a pomegranate. <laughs> At least the monks. The monks don't. Like sexual frustration is coming out of their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the pomegranate?
pomegranates. It's it's like a symbolic thing or something. We were talking yeah. about it yesterday. I mean, it, it's a part of the Armenian culture, but I don't know what it signifies. I read in in the beginning of the movie there are two pomegranates on a on a sheet, mm -hmm. and they sort of bleed out, and and mm -hmm. in blood red there's a shape, and apparently that's the shape of Armenia. Yeah, the, those directors like doing shit like that. I assume so as well. So it's so so it's about Armenia prevailing against violence. Mm -hmm. But who was ever violent against Armenians? Well, well. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have anything more to say about this movie. Um, <laughs> Look, I can. Uh, I think we said plenty. Besides, no, the the mythology. Let me read this. Besides being delicious just by itself. Pomegranate, pomegranate represents fertility and prosperity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like spring and whatnot. The uh, newlyweds were given a scattered pomegranate to have many children during their lives together. The fruit is also famous in other aspects of Armenian mythology. It is said that the pomegranate contains 365 to 366 seeds, which are equi equivalent to the days of the year, Hence, the fruit is celebrated as a symbol of life. Um, because it, of its health benefits, it is also believed that pomegranate keeps us out from the evil spirits. Okay, if, if we want to make this podcast like three hours long, I have a pomegranate inside. I can just cut it open and we can count the seeds all together. That's, that's a very good idea. I think our listeners would appreciate that. But mm -hmm. um, let's subvert their expect expectations and not do that. Um, I think it would be similarly entertaining to watching this movie. That was, that was a mean-spirited comment. Uh, I, I, I do recommend this movie, but with a caveat. Like, uh, caveat. Like, uh, know what you're getting into. Um, take some hallucinogenics or uh, ketamine, actually. Take some ketamine sit down in a, in a theater and just have this movie on. Like, horse tranquilizers will make this movie awesome. But watch it. What would you guys say? Would you, would you recommend it? You can also make it like, um, I don't know, you can make Armenian food and Armenian wine. Now I'm reading stuff about the culture because I'm kind of ashamed of being so ignorant towards uh, <laughs> Armenian culture. And, and then watch this movie and feel smart. Or take the drugs, whatever. I, I just want to say, say no to drugs, only eat mushrooms and smoke. That's it. Okay, so, so uh, no recommendation of ketamine from you, but would you recommend this movie? I tried not to. I already made two people watch it <laughs> because I mentioned this. I tried not to. <laughs> it doesn't work. So it, it's a like, niche movie when you mention it to people they're bound to watch what I saw so far. <laughs> so I, I, I'll be neutral on that. Doesn't matter. Did the two people like it? One of them did. One of them doesn't speak to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's up next week? Uh, does any of you have the list in front of them? Okay, so, so here's an awkward pause. Does anybody want to tell a joke so I don't have to cut? Well, two Turks and a German discussed an Armenian movie on a podcast. <laughs> do, do I hear, uh, w what are they called in English? A muezzin? 
in the background at your place? Yeah, I should have closed the window. Is he is he a good one? He's ambitious one because they just built this mosque. So I assume it's his first job. So he tries really hard. <laughs> <laughs> That would be an interesting movie, like like about a young... <laughs> So next week, um, yes. we're going to watch the movie Versus. Has any of you ever heard of Versus? No. I think it's like an anime from 2000. It, I, I think it's a legendary Japanese low-budget movie that is like hyper-violent hyper and like, uh, like sword fights and zombies. I guess. Okay. I mean, it's like a fictional Japanese summarized with guns type of... Summarized with guns? That, that sounds interesting, actually. That's, that's, uh, Directed by Kitamura. That's a very different end of the spectrum. We're looking at, yeah. the, at the poster right now. It's a guy with a sword. Looks cool. And, and also... And a gun. Uh, um, <laughs> how do you call this? Sword and a gun. A sword and a gun. It looks a bit Matrixy. Yeah, it was also the time, right? 2000s? Yeah, 2000, yep. right after Matrix. So. so so the Japanese took their style back and uh, and made verses. But this movie also, I'm just uh, checking pictures uh, in, in IMDb. It also looks like really cool. Yeah, I'm looking cool. forward to watching it and discussing yeah. it next week. And I hope you, dear listener, will be back again then because... Uh, Let's face it, this was a very informative first episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that, 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 that's it from us. Anything you guys have to plug? Uh, I'm happy that I was inspired of, um, of this movie. I, uh, I'm going to research more about the Armenian culture. That's what I take from this week's uh, podcast episode. I, I'm not that socially conscious. I like watching weird movies and that this was a good start for a podcast, I imagine, with a bunch of random ones. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this rather than the movie watching. Yeah, I'm very happy we're doing this. I'm very happy I finally watched the first movie of that, uh, of that drive. Um, and, and, and I think it's going to be really interesting to discuss the next one, which I imagine is on the very different end of the spectrum of weird movies. Uh, so so uh, right from the start, we will, we will have this, I don't know, range, I guess. Find me on Instagram, Lars Henriks OF, Lars Henriks Hoff. My name on Instagram is Super Nissan, and Jaron is the mystery man. He's the mystery man, but if you have a message for him... Uh, you can shoot us a message and we will, we will uh, deliver the message next time, next week, when we discuss Versus. Versus. Bye.